This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello everyone and welcome along to the post-game podcast with me, your host Patrick Smith, after Liverpool suffered a shock 2-1 defeat at home to Leeds United. It was an incredibly poor result once again from the Reds, but that was a new low for the season, something unthinkably worse than the defeat at Nottingham Forest. A result which encapsulates Liverpool's season so far with a staggering lack of creativity, shambolic defending and terrible decision-making. But anyway, that's enough from me, as up next is all the reaction you're going to need. With the Liverpool Echoes Paul Gorse from the Anfield Press Box, Jürgen Klotz press conference, which is one you definitely don't want to be missing, and of course plenty of family action with the view from the cup. Game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool's 29 game Premier League unbeaten record here in Anfield is over after the 2 1 defeat against Leeds United this evening. It's a, a run that stretches back to March 2021, uh, but in all actuality, it's the first time Liverpool have lost in front of their own supporters since way back in April 2017 um, at a night that really could prove to be the final for this particular season. It's been one that's uh, fluctuated um, throughout the early weeks and months, as we said. But Liverpool have now lost um, four times in 12 games this season. They only lost two across the entirety of last season. And it looked like they turned the corner with a massive victory against Manchester City and then following that up with a win against uh, West Ham United. But then a dismal defeat against Nottingham Forest last week has been uh, followed on by this Shocking home reverse to uh, a Leeds United side who are celebrating their first win in Anfield since April 2001. Um, it really was a night to forget. It was a, a game that didn't start well. Liverpool slipped behind for the seventh time this Premier League season uh, when Joe Gomez played a blind pass and caught Alisson Becker out. The Brazilian goalkeeper slipped and it was a tap in for Rodrigo. Uh, that was inside five minutes. Liverpool got the way, uh, got the uh, got themselves back into the game through Mohamed Salah. Uh, he turned home Andy Robertson's cross um, on 14 minutes. Um, but Liverpool couldn't really get any rhythm in the game, particularly in the first half. Uh, very pity, so many unforced errors. It has really been a game um, across the Yen Cop area where so many passes were overhit, so many touches were loose. Uh, the crowd really didn't enjoy the time here this evening. Way too many songs all evening. Leeds fans made a lot more noise than their home counterparts, would you believe? Uh, there was only around 3,000 home, uh, home uh, visitors, more sorry, and then the rest um, was the whole band. Didn't really make too much noise other than the moans and the groans that were audible right across the game. Um, in the second half, Liverpool caused Luton uh, a few more problems. Ilian Messier was, uh, was equal to them. Darwin Nunes was denied a couple, Roberto Firmino a couple, Mohamed Salah was off key for most of the game, and Jürgen Klopp didn't have too much in the way of backup on the bench with no Luis Diaz or Diogo Jota, of course. Um, and as it was looking like it was going to piece it out into a frustrating draw, uh, one that wouldn't have helped Liverpool in all honesty, uh, Crescencio, Somerville down the other end, the Anfield Road then sent the away fans into uh, delirium, as we said, with a poke finish. Um, Leeds' record here, as we say, is their first win here since April 2001. Uh, Somerville wasn't even born uh, when that game was played. He celebrated his 21st birthday tomorrow and it was a perfect early birthday present for him. Liverpool's um, frustrating season reaches a new low, we have to say. Liverpool's players look exhausted both mentally and physically. An injury uh, injury list hasn't really let up. Uh, and while that can't really be always you know, the, the reason for the uh, for the explanations behind the failure to win, it has been a real problem for the end of the season. But it probably goes deeper than that, in all honesty. 
Um, if we were looking up now, uh, Newcastle in, inside the top four, Tottenham are there, Chelsea and Manchester United are both of them, so we're Brighton and Fulham. Uh, to give you an idea of just how kind of lamentable this season has been, Liverpool are way down in ninth as I speak. And to be honest, um, a lot more is needed both from the players that Jurgen Klopp has at his disposal. Uh, hopefully, he can get the ones who are injured fit uh, before um, the, uh, the new year when uh, football returns on Boxing Day. But uh, we're probably looking at the January transfer window and a big kind of uh, rethink in the Boston boardroom uh, if Liverpool have to have any chance of kind of salvaging something from this season. They might have to just go and win the Champions League if they're going to be in it next season. And it's incredible that we're already talking about that before November is even here. It's finished here at Anfield. Uh, Liverpool won, Leeds United two. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Um, good, good start in the game. Um, liked it, played like we should have. Um, high energetic, um, and then we concede an early freakish goal, nearly an own goal. Um, not helpful for sure, not. But can equalise that. Um, second ball after set piece. Then a normal first half, I would say, um, with moments, good moments, where we bit unlucky, put them under pressure. I have a lot of set pieces, I think, great corners. Um, and half time, um, telling the boys again, where are the, 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 the areas where we can cause them more problems, how we can adapt positioning wise. Um, to, to, because obviously in the centre they were very compact and the wings were, were the, the weak part, let me say it like this, and um, that's where we created in the first half and we should have created in the second. Um, we put them under pressure, we did that, not free-flowing football, but um, we, uh, the boys really tried. Um, and we have two big chances, um, which we don't use, so that means the the game is still open, and then we then we concede a second goal in a situation where it's obvious. Of course, you cannot defend it like that. That's clear. <laughs> we have a two v one situation on the wing, but no challenge. I think for a second it's even a three v one, but nobody has a challenge. They pass the ball through, and um, we are completely we can outnumber them, but um, or we outnumber them, but um, in the end, all of a sudden it's a two v one in the box. So um, and then ball is in the goal and uh, Leeds wins the game so yeah um, that's it pretty much you, I think you've already said that you, you just find it impossible to control games like this at the moment difficult not impossible question. difficult difficult not impossible in moments, it's, it's absolutely difficult. So um, you can see that. So um, the boys really want. So that means we 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 speed up. Uh, we do all the things. Like example is Robo goes outside, bam, goes inside, but no option to play really, and he loses twice the ball in in a, in a challenge, and then. It's a counter-attack in the other direction. So um, how often have we situations where Rob is doing exactly that and has different options, um, can pass the ball wide, inside, all these kind of things. But in these moments, 
I'm not sure if there was anybody. So in these moments, for example, we just show we really want. But um, do you have to play then, then smarter in moments against a compact formation, what Leeds obviously had. Um, you, you need to be calm in moments as well. I know that sounds really ridiculous when, when you when you want to score goals, but it's in football like this. You have to change the rhythm, and um, and when in these moments we we we, we should then control it. We should let them run. We we don't do that um, good enough in a moment, and um, that leads to situations where we in the end lose the ball again or cannot finish it off, and um, that means. Space for counterattack um, or whatever, um, and it doesn't feel good, doesn't look good, and um, that's what we you, you cannot get a real momentum in the game. And even when you are dominant and uh, have to have the ball a lot, um, it doesn't feel right. And um, that's the that's what I wanted to say with that. James, yeah, you always say the main priority every season is top four. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually not my main worry in the moment because um, there are a lot of other worries. But yeah, of course, I'm not at least not that dumb that I don't know about distances and I know who um, who is up there. But I cannot qualify for the Champions League if you play. Um, as inconsistent as we do in the moment, so how is that? We have to fix that, and then we will see where we will end up. We all know that um, everything is possible, and um, or a lot of things are possible. And but um, for that, we have to win football games, and we didn't do that often enough yet. It's a mix of everything, of course, of course. It's no secret that uh, uh, pretty much everybody on this pitch can play better football. There's no doubt about. But it's about that. You have to. There, obviously, you have to to do the simple stuff right, and then you 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 gain um, confidence, momentum, all these kind of things. That's how it is. And we had that in different games. Um, but today, it we didn't. We couldn't gain it. That's what I mean. Um, you may. Excuse that I, I, I'm I'm pretty quick after the game in a in interview situations and um, then I say things. It's not that we and then you make because now the fifth or the sixth or the seventh question because I said it once. Then it's difficult for us to control the game. No, no, no. And now you said it's impossible. Now it's again. It's not always that difficult. It's not always impossible. But it is was tonight for us very difficult. So and we had we had other moments where we had the same difficulties. So the situation is like it is. There's no excuse for it or whatever. But we have the problem from the first day with injuries or half-fit players are not injured. So and that's what we carry with us in the moment. And that's why some players play too often, and other players um, have to play too early. So that's the situation. And um, the next game is already waiting. So you know you might say. Uh, Naples, um, we are already through in the group. It's a home game. It's Liverpool against Napoli, and we should uh, put in a proper performance, I would say. So, what um, is we need again 11 starters, and then a few days later, we play away at Tottenham. So, that's our situation. So, it's not now for um, a main overhaul time for all these kind of things. Now, you have to fight through and you have to, to, to fight for. for, for, for 
momentum for, for, for confidence, for security, for all these kind of things you have to you fight for, and that's what we do. Uh, I would have taken the point tonight. Nobody would have been happy about it, maybe apart from me, when you see the game and stuff like this and how we conceded the first one. Take a point, it's fine, let's go from there. Um, my, main, my main issue with this game is how we defended the second goal, because that was something in between. Oh, we have the ball, oh, we don't have it, we lose it, but then in the end, until you don't have the ball, everybody has to defend, and we were not all there. Um, and there might be an explanation for it, which I don't know yet, um, but that's my, my problem in this moment. But it happened anyway, um, and now we um, will go again. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Mike Holt with my review on Liverpool 1, Leeds United 2. Um, I'm going to get straight into it. And not not necessarily going to say uh, in terms of this, the, you know, the sort of display in the performance tonight. I'm going to tell you why Liverpool lost that game. The main reason that we've lost that game of football is, and, and people won't like to say this because people want to try and avoid saying it, comes from the lack of investment in the summer. It seriously does. Look at the options that we had coming off the bench there. And I know we've got injuries. Curtis Jones and James Milner, when you wanted to change a game of football in the Premier League. You're asking a young lad who's just come back from an, an injury and a lad who's about 52 years old playing right back. And we're asking a team that almost won a quadruple for two of those lads to come off the bench and make a difference. If, if if you can't see that a lack of investment in the summer, then I don't know what is. You know, I, I can't really help you because the, all our games this season where we've been looking for someone to come off the bench and change a game, it's never, ever happened. The only game I can think that it's ever happened in is maybe in Europe, in Rangers away. And to be honest, that was, that was like playing a championship team. Th- this all stems from a lack of investment, you know, and if you want me to sum it up in a sentence, we've pretty much wasted a season saying that we we're going to get Jude Bellingham next summer. He's not going to want to play, you know, Europa Conference, is he? Away in <laughs> Azerbaijan somewhere. <laughs> you know, you, you almost have to laugh at it now because it, it it's become it's become a joke. It's not. It's. I I don't really know what to say about Liverpool at the moment. You don't. You know, they go away and do what they did in Ajax, and then they give you that. You know, they did what they did at Rangers and they're going to give you Forrest last week. Uh, what is it? Is it is it the formation that his manager's playing? Because sometimes I was looking at that game tonight and I was thinking, there's lots of times when Andy Robertson would get the ball left back. Now, back in the day, he'd, get, he'd have Mane, play a little one-two and he'd be gone. The amount of times Nunes would drift into the number nine position and Robertson wouldn't actually have a left midfielder there was criminal. Like, I don't know what this formation is we're playing. I've got no idea. I don't know what we're trying to do. Fabino's legs look like they've just fallen off. Like, he, he looks like he's been space jammed. I, I don't know what's wrong with him. Thiago's just like... I love how cool and composed he is, but that wasn't a game for being cool and composed. He was, you know, that, that goal that goes in at the end. Put your foot in and make a tackle. Like, what, what, what's with the intensity of this team? It's just gone. Joe Gomez for that first mistake. Oh my life! 
Uh, I don't know. Once he makes a mistake, that lad, his head's just gone. You've seen it away in Naples this season. You've seen it in previous seasons. When he makes a mistake, his head's just completely gone. The best thing you could have done was take him off at half-time and bring Canate on. Uh, Trent, where'd you start with Trent? He wasn't getting high enough up the pitch. Defensively, I hate this this conversation that he can't defend. It's not that he can't defend. It's that he doesn't want to defend. That's obviously the makeup of you know his position and the player he is, but he doesn't want to defend. So people will target him. People will target that position between Trent and Gomez on that right-hand side, and they'll target it, and we're not doing anything about it. Week in, week out. And if we can see it, Klopp can see it. Why is something not getting done about it? Um, Up front, Nunes. I felt a little bit sorry for Nunes, to be honest. That first half, he had literally... He had, like... He had no service whatsoever. And I know he should score a few there. He really should bag a few. But he had a, fo- a few good chances saved by their keeper, who was amazing on the day. He was really good. Um... That's no excuse. Um, Salah the same. I know he gets his goal, but he could have had two or three. If you know he, the amount of times he was shooting when he should have passed, passing when he should have shot. Uh, Decision making was awful. For me, you know, kind of anonymous, really. You know, I couldn't really fault his work rate, but what you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is where we're up to with this Liverpool team now. You know, we're entering November. We're in the last sixteen of the Champions League. I seriously, if you'd have asked me last week after the Forest game and I said, I, I'm still confident we'll get top four. After that now, I am i don't think we're going to get top four. I'm really, really worried. And I know you've got Diaz and Jota coming back in January or, you know, at the start of the year at some time. Is that going to be too late? Look how far we are off the top four already. It's, a, it's actually embarrassing that we're having this conversation about getting top four when we... Almost won four trophies last season, and we're now we're worried about getting top four. Is this how far we've fallen? Like, and 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 this stems back to what I said: the lack of investment in this squad is criminal, absolutely criminal. We all knew we needed a midfielder. We potentially needed two because we had Oxley Chamberlain and Naby Keita there that were inju- injury prone. We you, you could not seriously have been. Confident about going into the season with them playing every week, you know, being part of the match day squads. It wasn't going to happen, was it? You know, their injury record is, you know, sufficient for that. So what do we do? We sign no midfielders and we go and get Artemelo, who, again, we knew has an injury record, and we get him on the last the last day of the transfer window. And it, what, what happens? He gets an injury and we're shocked by it, which now means that we've been playing this season with Milner in midfield that we've been playing in there with Harvey Elliott in midfield. He's not even a midfielder, he's a winger who should be a bit part player in this squad. You know, he didn't have his best game today, but he couldn't you can't fault his you know his work rate. He's trying, but I've just I've really grown frustrated with this situation now. Um purely because there's nothing we can do about it. And I think the manager's tried to change things to try and help the team. He's tried to go a little bit more solid in the past by bringing Milner in there. Um which is sort of, it's sort of been a negative impact going forward. Today, uh, I don't know. We didn't. We looked like scoring, but we couldn't finish our dinner. Um, difficult, really difficult to take. 
Um, I'm not really too sure where this leaves us now, to be honest. I, I'm I'm stuck. I'm lost for words. I'm not too sure what the what the boss is going to say about that at the end there. What Jurgen's going to say, but I think there needs to be some finger pointing in that dressing room. Um, and I think we all as fans probably need to look at this now and realise where we are as a club, as a football team. A transitional season. No one wants to hear that, but that's where we're at. Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast, sighing into the chilly Saturday night air as rudderless, engineless Liverpool drift into another iceberg and sink. This time to Leeds United at Anfield for a first defeat in front of a home crowd since 2017. It must be hard to be a Liverpool player, coach or manager these days because there aren't too many solutions to this season's plethora of pathetic performances. The truth, which feels as sour and sad as the lemons at an Evertonian end-of-season tequila party, is that we simply don't have the legs to compete at this level on a regular basis. This is the biting truth. Yes, occasionally we may be able to rise up and conjure up super performances just like the old days, but we just don't have the stamina to do it game by game anymore. The glory of the past five years was sustained by players growing together and playing their peak years all at the same time. Now, however, for too many of these players, that peak has passed and we don't have enough 23 to 27 year old midfielders especially to repeat this trick. Can we fix things in January? Maybe, but I think we would need at least three top quality central midfielders or two plus a right back if Trent moves into midfield and these new boys would need to not mind us skipping European competition next year because this is sadly where we are realistically headed. Rudderless, engineless, wrecked on the iceberg and drifting downwards towards the bottom of the ocean floor. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast, wishing you a safe night. Be well, be sensible. The answer is not at the bottom of a bottle. The answer is beyond us. But we'll be back one day. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 2-1 loss to Leeds United at Anfield, following on from another terrible loss at Anfield against Nottingham Forest in the Premier League. And it's starting to really look quite dire, isn't it? And this against a Leeds team that were embarrassing from set pieces. I mean, their, their set pieces, shots on goal, just flying over the bar. I mean, really amateur stuff. They were... You know, they weren't a great side. Bamford came on and he's arguably their marquee player. But he's obviously going through a, a bit of a rough time at the moment. He was quite shocking 
Uh, and I, you know, you'd hope that against teams that are that poor, we could do an awful lot better than we have done. Um, probably, you know, in retrospect, I should be talking about how bad Liverpool were <laughs> and, uh, um, and analysing that. But I, I set out today to, to look closely at Darwin Nunez, who's, you know, who's fascinated me all season. And I thought I'd, I'd take a really close look at him. And I, I think he's probably not the story of the day. Nonetheless, if he was firing on all cylinders and if he was what we want him to be, um, we, we probably wouldn't have lost this game. So I'll focus on that, uh, even though I know it's not really the story of the day. I think his, his crossing has, has been poor in, in the last few games. He tends to go straight into the goalkeeper, maybe loses his head a bit. Uh, rushes is is crossing square square balls tends to give the ball away in the in the middle of the park as well. Although generally his his link up play can be all right. It seems when he has less to think about when he's just reacting and moving quickly, then uh, he tends to make the better decisions and, and execute them better. On of course, his he'll always be tested on what's happening in front of goal when he's got opportunities. There was a, there was an eight minute period just after the hour mark um, where he, he certainly didn't impress. He snatched at a shot in the 60th minute from an angle from 25 yards out. The shot wasn't really on and it's just disappointing to see that that's all he can come up with. Um, he was set up nicely by Mo a few minutes later and selfishly by Mo actually couldn't beat the goalkeeper. Um, in the 68th minute, the channel on the left-hand side, he, he just took far too long to execute his shooting opportunity and the, and the chance slipped away. These things, I suppose, can, can happen to, to all strikers and you, you tend to overlook them if goals are scored. But there was that opportunity in the first half, wasn't there? I think we probably can all remember it. The ball was played through over the top. I think it was by Trent. And as it happened, I thought, oh, this is the test. You know, this is what, this is the opportunity we want to see from him. It's clear cut, one-on-one -on -one with the goalkeeper. What's he going to do? He's either going to score or he's going to, or he's going to fail. Um, and, and he failed. <laughs> he didn't pass the test. Um, you'd back Mo Salah in that situation. I mean, you know, Mo would almost always score in that situation, it seems. What we were all crying out for, I think, was the lob. Um, the ball bounces once, just get your foot underneath it, over the goalkeeper's head. You've got a great chance, a little, little bounce between the sticks there, and you'll have a goal. He didn't take that opportunity. Uh, he made it very difficult for himself. He, he took an accidental extra touch. The goalkeeper, who, of course, had a very good game, came out and smothered it. Um, he almost managed to to recover the situation, taking the ball to his right, but the goalkeeper did very well, having sort of smothered the opportunity, closed the angle down. Goalkeeper got his leg to it and, uh, and, and took it off Darwin's boot. But he feel like that was the acid test. You know, if you're not going to score from there in that opportunity or at least have a decent effort on goal, then you you know you start to be concerned, and I am concerned. I I'm I'm starting to think that he's not going to play the player we all hoped he would be. Um, he will certainly score goals. There's no question, but he's not going to score enough given the opportunities that that a good Liverpool side will create for him. 
Um, that said, he had a very nice effort, didn't he? Curling towards the top corner. And if it hadn't been for, you know, what really was an inspired goalkeeping performance today, that would have tucked in nicely into the corner of the net and we'd be we'd be singing his praises. But even if we were, from my perspective at least, they'd be somewhat reserved because even if you do score a goal like that, if you're unconvincing in so many other situations, that the writing's on the wall and it... You know, it's all going to come out in the wash in the end, you know. You've got to look at the what he does on the whole with these opportunities on goal. And when he has that instinctive situation where he doesn't have to think too hard, he can come out with some dramatic-looking shots from distance. That one was a good example. We've seen several of them before. There was, there was a good effort he had on international duty that was a, a strike on the fall from a good 25 or even more yards out that uh, just sort of grazed the crossbar or hit the roof of the net. He can do the spectacular, but he's he's not doing enough of the, I wouldn't say simple or even basic things, but he's he's not doing enough of the the meat and drink that we that we need him to do. And I think he wouldn't be as exposed as this. He wouldn't have people like me looking at him so carefully if Jota and Diaz were fit, because I don't think he'd be playing as much. I think Jürgen would be bedding him in a little bit more gradually, giving him a chance to learn the culture here, to learn the culture of the side, to to get on board with the pace of the Premier League. And it would be an easier time of it. But, you know, this is this is what you get paid for. If you if you put it in there you gotta you gotta answer the critics and and hit the heights. And he, he just doesn't convince at the moment. And I think now that it 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 may be that he he won't be able to turn the corner unless we give him a really long time, uh, and I, I don't think Liverpool can afford that at the moment because this is a pretty dire season. At Gulasahi on Twitter, G U L A S A H I. You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. <laughs>